Welcome to the Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm so excited to champion and encourage you every week, right here. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hello, Meg. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, this is welcome back to the couch for both of us, right? Yeah, this, I love the couch. This is pretty cool, actually. It's really comfy, and we just get to have good conversations, hang yeah. out. I love it. Yeah, I noticed your cup of coffee. I already finished mine. Actually, and I just took my last sli- sip. I couldn't even wait. <laughs> I needed it. Cool. This is just, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy just hanging out with you here and yeah. every single week. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we're not out hiking a trail in the Colorado Rockies or up in uh, Montana, up around East Glacier, hey, this is a pretty cool place to be. Oh, man, you're going to give me the outdoor bug. I'm going to have to go immediately. Well, yeah, you, you're always out there <laughs> messing around. That's true. <laughs> Forest bathing, like you talked about oh, last week. Yeah, there's just nothing like it, you know. If I ever just need to be um, pulled out of a funk or a bad mood or if it's been a weird day, I mean, it just it, it fixes everything instantly. i got to say, you aren't in too many funks or bad moods. Not the Meg that Not I know. Not for long. Yeah. Not for long. Because you've disciplined yourself to overcome any kind of feeling. I really have. Oh, uh, let's see. There well, it is. you can. It's. A, I think it's a skill. I think it's a skill set. I think you can actually become, um, you know, like a, a black belt in emotions. <laughs> you absolutely can, and that's something that we're going to be talking some more about today. Okay. Is how to become a black belt where the law of uh, attraction is concerned, and adding kinetic belief to it, and taking the reins of every aspect of your life, including all the things that make a person happy. Uh, make a person, and notice I said make one, not become one, but you actually are controlling happiness wow. and controlling joy as well as everything else in this life. And it's an exciting thing to know. Knowledge is uh, vital when it comes so to our powerful. success. Yeah, you can actually construct happiness. You really, yeah. That is empowering. Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have, who you are married to. It doesn't <laughs> matter where you live and what you have access to or not. You can be a happy person yes. every day, all the time, joyous with a bounce in your step and people going, what is wrong? Why are you so peculiar? How is it that you don't, haven't you heard the news? And it doesn't matter. That's what I'm talking about. You can be Bring happy. It. And that is, that's, that's one of the most freeing things and, and when it comes to knowledge that there can possibly be is knowing how to use the law of attraction, kinetic belief, and, uh, and acquiring these things that lead to a full life, yeah. a happy life. One that's full of joy, where you're no longer a victim, and you are ahead you and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. All these things are not only possible, but it, it, and it's so real that it is. It, bec- it just becomes you. And like you said, it becomes even second nature to mm. where, you know, it's every day, that's all the time. That's a sweet spot to be in. Yeah. And I remember life before I knew all these principles, it was tough. You know, you always feel like a victim. You always feel like you're under some sort of, you know, gray mood, or if someone ticks you off, you just have to respond. I mean, your emotions, when you're not controlling them and you're not equipped 
to control them, they really jerk you around. Well, they do because, and you hit on it right there, when somebody strikes out or says something ugly about you, the the the, the innate or the, the, uh, the first reaction is, I've got to defend myself. Yeah. That comes from a place of... Um, and it goes all the way back to childhood. And it's the way that we're born into this world and we're born competitively. We, we compete with siblings. We compete with other people at work. We compete in traffic. We compete for the promotion. We're com- always thinking in terms of being competitive. We're defending wow. ourselves. How dare you say that about me? You don't know me and blah, blah, blah. And you're defending yourself. All that comes from a spirit of competitiveness, which also which comes from the root of all pride. And... As we begin to work on this process of becoming truly happy, content, joyous people, we get down into the root of this and we deal first of all with the issue of pride and we get that out of our lives. I want to say, well, how do you do that? We do that by purposing to become creative in this life rather than competitive. Competition says that there's not enough to go around, and if you don't defend yourself, who will? There'll be no promotion unless you defend yourself. Well, those that's first of all the big lie. Mm-hmm. The big lie says that you have to be defensive. You've got to put your pride and your ego out there first. Americans are probably the worst at this. They feel like they're clawing. <laughs> Some would say and, we're the best. <laughs> <laughs> or we're the best, however you look at it. But the truth of and the reality of happiness comes from being creative. And recognizing that this world, the universe, has more than enough for every single person that would, that's willing to become creative with their life experiences rather than competitive. Wow, I love that. You talked about pride. Um, how do you define pride? Would, can you expound? Because a lot of, I've heard people use that word a lot, and honestly, they all usually sort of offer it up with different definitions. And I want to know exactly what you mean. Well, pride comes from, first of all, getting your self-worth from the opinions and ideas of others, allowing others to frame your thoughts about yourself, looking for permission from others in your life. And I'm not saying um, we shouldn't consider others with all of our activities and and ideas and things that we want to do. Consideration is totally different from permission. And by that, uh, if if you are a person that gets all of your self-worth and self-value, let's say, for example, Meg, I know that, you know, you play violin Mm -hmm. magnificently. You're Mm -hmm. a world-class violinist. If you uh, were to play a song and then determine, now, I don't know if this is good or not until I go over here and talk to Sam and, and play it for Sam. And if Sam likes it, it's great. If Sam doesn't, it's not. And my self-worth now is going to be pinged off of Sam's reaction to my wow. playing this song. Sam's approval. If, yeah. if that's sort of the, the, the idea and the, the thought mechanism that is in place in your life, then you know you have a pride issue that needs to be dealt with because creativity says you're going to express your violin playing uh, from your heart because it feels good and it pleases you regardless of what Sam thinks about it. This is the expression of you. And so this is where self-love comes in. The first thing you have to do to become a happy, content, joyous person is to learn to love yourself, your own creative giftings, to the point of as long as you're expressing yourself, then you're a champion. Then you're doing everything correct. 
And it has nothing to do with what anybody else says or yeah. thinks. or Because everybody has in their lives something that I call border bullies. Border bullies, and they don't know that they're doing it usually, but it could be because of their own pride issues. They're not walking in love toward themselves. So what they do is they tend to tear down people around them yeah. that begin to let their own light shine. And by doing so, if you're sensitive to them, then that border bully is going to keep you from ever becoming the person you were intended to be. And, and happiness and joy is then affected. How do you start the process of detaching your self-worth from other people's ap- approval. It goes right back to being creative rather than competitive. Mm. Self-worth comes from, you remember when you were a child and you had little dreams and ideas that, that made you happy, the way you used to like to pretend in your playtime. Mm-hmm. That was just the beginning of soul talk in your own life. That was the revelation knowledge beginning to come through and speak to you, Meg, about who you are, the essence that makes you different in character and ideas and your mind and your body and soul than everybody else. But then if we become defensive over those things that make us uniquely different, then pride begins to take root in there. And all of a sudden you start casting down these things and, and shame comes in and you don't want to talk about your ability to sing or write or write poetry and and uh, the, the, the carnal self then begins to put these things down. And the sad thing is, is that you begin to lose a sense of not only uh, self-identity, you lose appreciation and love for yourself, but then also happiness and joy just slips out. And, and it usually leads to a very depressed lifestyle. Do you think that joy and happiness, that that's something you basically have to pull yourself into every time you get a bad feeling or a bad mood? Or is this something that you can start and keep it going all the time? You know, is it something that can have some momentum to it and you never have to necessarily drop into depressing places or gray moods? Well, happiness and joy, most people look at those emotions as something that happens to them. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling, you know, feelings come and go. Emotions are changing every day. So if you are, for example, somebody that lives your life according to, if you are an emotionally led person, well, the problem with that is, is that as your emotions change, so do you. Your decisions change as your emotions change and your emotions (laughs) follow your feelings and you're just a train wreck, okay? (laughs) I mean, you just, you're unpredictable (laughs) and you're just pinging, bouncing around and it's Were you spying on me last week? I don't think that's, but but that's what happens. And so, uh, to answer your question, we actually have control, Mm. complete total control, the ability to have control over our emotions and our feelings. And it always comes, first of all, by guarding our eyes and our ears, the things that we allow ourselves to see, the things that we will allow ourselves to listen to. And a good quick check, Meg, is if it is negative information, have nothing to do with it. If you want to feed on positivity, and I mean that that's with news, uh, movies, entertainment, songs, uh, conversations, Anything that you are allowing yourself to participate in, you need to know that you are foolish if you think that it is not having an effect on you. I've talked to a lot of people 
and say, well, I know the difference. And, and so I can have, I can listen to, to uh, my girlfriend go on and on and on about how bad the relationship is with so-and-so, and I can give them advice and all that. You know what? You are deceiving yourself if you don't think that it is having a, a, a physiological, emotional response on you. And, and really, you can go back to the most fundamental understanding of what friends are, and that is you are sharing your emotional state with someone else. So if you've got a friend who is negative, then like it or not, you too are going to be feeding on this negativity, mm-hmm. which is going to affect your emotions, your state of well-being. And you gotta, you're going to have to do the hard thing and you're going to have to either put them on notice that I, I love you. I want to be friends with you, but only on the basis that we only have positive conversations. We only champion each other, edify each other, build each other up, and celebrate one another. That's going to be the foundational uh, purpose for our relationship going forward. And if they're not into it, then you're not into them. That has got to be the beginning of that. Wow. So it sounds like every single thing that you're participating in in life is either drawing you into joy and happiness or it's drawing you into darkness negativity depression and by looking out for all of these maybe we could even call them triggers you know you can be triggered into happiness you can be triggered into depression um it starts there and it sounds like we're making it harder on ourselves by what we're consuming well that's true and there's always an inner dialogue going uh, on on the inside of all of us for example how many times have you thought on your way you're driving down to have a conversation with somebody and and uh, you're practicing the conversation all the way down there well i'm going to say this <laughs> and then you imagine what they're going I'm to say tell them. i'm going to tell them this and you imagine <laughs> what they're going to say that's inner dialogue and you're stirring up negativity and negative feelings on the inside of you which then form it's your belief system and the cool thing about this, this is the most exciting time we've ever, people have ever been alive because science and research has now proven and discovered the substance of belief, which is a universal substance, and it permeates all of the known and unknown universe. It is scattered throughout this universe, and it's, it's uh, part of the law of attraction, and it's uh, manipulated through something that I call kinetic belief. And belief is the substance of things that are hoped for, which then is evidence of things not yet seen. And the discovery of this actually was back in 2012. There were 3,000 researchers in Geneva, Switzerland, where they were all gathered around for the the final proof of an experiment that had been underway since 2007. In the world's largest uh, particle collider, the Hadron Collider, they discovered while, while uh, uh, through these experiments, the, the very essence and substance of faith or belief, um, there is a, something called a God particle that gives uh, an imagination or substance mass. In other words, they went back to right before the Big Bang at the beginning of creation and found that there is a blueprint for everything in the universe. And i got to tell you, this has scientists sticking their heads, some of them in the sand, others are freaking out. But what they have discovered is that for every planet, star system, galaxy, the moon, the sun, you, me, water, earth, trees, grass, fish, Everything that has mass in the universe, it's all created and built from the very same type of molecular structure, atoms. 
and molecules. It, it, there's no difference. The only difference is, is that there was a blueprint that actually gave the, the critical design for everything that there is. In other words, there was a master thought or a belief behind all of creation. And they discovered this, and they've proven it. And there's a God particle that as, how do you say this in, in, in terms that are easy to grasp, as, as these Boston particles were scattered throughout the universe, they streaked across the God particle, this plane of mass that slowed each one down to a different vibration or a different way of becoming mass and materializing. So as, as everything was affected by being drug across this plane, uh, we have, you know, lights and couches and sky and, and, and water and just all, these, all these different forms, but it came from a belief system. Now, you and I and all people, this is what makes us unique. We have the ability to believe and to see something coming to pass. Believe that you're healthy. Believe that you're successful. Believe that you have money. Believe that you have peace and joy and happiness and friends and whatever it is you choose to believe. You are actually affecting the substance of things hoped for in this universe, which then attracts that very thing to you. But now this only works and works at a rate or a speed to attract it to you based on kinetic belief. The kinetic part of this is how much time energy do you invest in believing for this thing that you're hoping for? Creating a vision board so that you keep it before your eyes, keeping it in your ears, speaking it, talking about it, seeing it, and then uh, appreciating it. And, and you know, ask yourself, how would you feel if I wrote, let's say you're believing for a, a million dollars. Well, how would you feel? If I wrote you a check right now for a million dollars and handed it to you. <laughs> pretty good. You, okay. <laughs> Over the, the moon, yeah. The pretty good feeling is a thing that, you know, I don't like the word conjure, but you conjure that feeling up, which says emotionally and spiritually and in your mind and in your thoughts that you now have it. The thing that's really fascinating about this, Meg, is that the kinetic belief then attaches that thing which already exists in the universe to you. And it begins moving what you're believing for to you to where you will, you will see it manifest. And the amount of kinetic energy that you put in that is going to determine how quickly it shows up in your life. Wow, that is so empowering to understand and be for it for the science behind the law of attraction and kinetic belief to be explained like that because it's one thing to believe that it works and to even see it manifest but i think there's a lot of power that can be that can be had knowing the the ins and outs the little whys and why your belief is working well you know one percent of the population has been ultra successful since the beginning of history and they yeah. these are the people that have uh, gone on to conquer nations or become super athletes or mega wealthy whatever it is and these are the people that have understood not necessarily how it worked but that it does work yeah. that there's power in belief and it's not until recently that we actually scientifically know why it is that belief works the way that it does. So we can overlay this with joy, with emotions. If you want to feel something, if you want to wake up and go to work or go out with friends and feel a certain way, you can absolutely 
manifest that within yourself. That's right. And you begin protecting, first of all, those, mm-hmm. um, those, uh, the, the way that you receive information. Protecting. I, what a great word. I love that word, the, the concept of protecting yourself, you know, value yourself enough to protect your eyes, what you're seeing and hearing and communing with and relationships. That's good. Well, if you're going to go to the, to the, uh, take the energy and the effort to stir up good thoughts and have affirmations of being successful in whatever it is that you're hoping for, you now have a responsibility to protect those thoughts, protect Mm. those ideas. Because what I have found is that there is a challenge to every person that purposes to become successful. And that is that the test will always show up as soon as you determine I'm going to be uh, at peace and healthy in my body from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. You can bet that the test is going to show up. <laughs> Somebody's going to say, well, you just don't look very good today. Or, boy, you've, you've put on a few pounds. Or... <laughs> Why do you think you can start your own business? Yeah, You're not good enough. I heard enough. you said so. And whatever it is, they're going to yeah. attack your peace. They're going to challenge your idea of perfect health. So you have a responsibility to protect yourself yeah. from um, information that is a, a contradiction to what you're believing for. And ha- probably half the battle of winning that battle that shows up after you've gained all this knowledge is just expecting it, looking for it. And going, I see you. I know what you're doing. You don't want to be caught uh, caught by surprise. So expect the test. I always say, uh, go ahead, create your vision board. Determine what it is that you really want. What is it that makes you happy? What would make you happy? And And then get on the other side of that and say, well, the thing that makes me happy is me. Something that I've heard you say many times, which I I find so encouraging, is when you've decided to do something in your life, you've decided to make a change, whatever that is, um, don't confer with other people to see if you made the right decision. That is so true. Well said again. And yes, that is what I always say. Once you have spent some time unplugged from the opinions and ideas of others, you know, I've always said that there's nothing sadder, I think, than to get uh, one person to get to the end of their life to only realize that they lived someone else's. Mm. So once you determine what your purpose, your creative purpose is that really uh, you see yourself doing that is creative. And I want to keep going back and underscoring the word creative. When you realize what that is and you put your hands to it, you want to protect that. And you want to keep that as close to you as you can. And once you realize and you've unplugged long enough to love yourself and to see clearly what your creative purpose is, don't go and confer with man on that subject ever again because they're going to, they're going to show up and, and uh, speak against it. They're going to tell you why you shouldn't or what, that's, what that means to me. If you go and you paint like you say you want to, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And all these things that are negatives that will come in and challenge you. Yes. And uh, what you're going to find out is that you will be respected and you will be loved when you respect yourself and when you love yourself. You've been talking a lot about self. It sounds like almost everything comes back to the self. Um, what do you mean by fully loving yourself? What does that mean in action and thought in your definition? Well, so many people have uh, so much negative baggage that they've carried from their childhood mm-hmm. on into their adult years. And uh, 
you know, we, we from uh, conversations we've had with people where we're condemned and people blame us for certain things or, you know, the kids are, are t- telling you how much they hate you or the employer or the, <laughs> the spouse or, yeah. you know, it could have been somebody just in traffic giving you the finger or whatever. And you, you're internalizing all this information. Some of it we believe, some of it we don't. But the thing that is true, whether you think you believe it or not, it's affecting you. And so the practice of loving yourself is, first of all, clearing yourself. It's a meditative process of where you say, okay, I am beautiful the way that I am. I am intelligent just like I am. I am healthy. I have a sound mind. I am strong. And you have these affirmations and you go through the mind and the body and the soul. And you speak these positive affirmations over yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's beginning the process of loving yourself where there is no condemnation and you find no fault and you are perfect exactly the way that you are. And that begins the process of healing where it needs to be healed, where you need healing. And through that process of learning to love yourself this way, now you begin the, uh, the ability begins to show up to love others unconditionally. And the word unconditional, Meg, is vitally important, not only to loving ourselves, because you know what? According to the the most recent uh, Cosmopolitan magazine, maybe you've got flaws. <laughs> maybe you, maybe there's something there that you just, you wish you could change. Well, the, loving yourself says it's unconditional. I don't care what my thighs look like or my hips look like or how the shape of my nose, because it is perfect, exactly the way that it is. Then what happens is we begin the process of loving ourselves physically, because that's what we're talking about. If there is something that can be changed that would change naturally by the, through the process of loving yourself, you know, when you're loving yourself, all of a sudden your appetite for certain foods is going to change. Because there are things that we can eat that aren't necessarily, necessarily he- uh, healthy wow. or good for us. But the desire for those will begin to change as we're walking in love toward our physical and healthy or our health. And um, those things will change that need to be changed. They change naturally rather than um, because we, we are disappointed in ourselves. Because that we, we don't read look Cosmo. Because we read Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I love that. I love the concept of practicing self-love by giving your body, giving yourself, you know, foods that will, that will feed you in a, in a positive way, foods that you need, nutrition and, and exercise that, you know, releases endorphins and makes you feel wonderful. I really, I like that concept of self-love. There's something that begins to happen through the universe when we are uh, articulating our love for our bodies and our healthy minds. And that is information that, uh, comes from the, you know, is something that we're consuming good for us or not, it starts to become us. There is a, an, an infinite wisdom that we tap into through the practicing uh, of loving ourselves. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, that uh, bottle of wine that you just consumed on your own, uh, there's something that <laughs> says, you know what, maybe that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> maybe that's not the best thing for me. Yeah. And you actually will stop, you will start to not desire to have that bottle of wine. Why? Because you're putting love in place of uh, desire for yeah. uh, you know, feeding the flesh things that aren't good for it. I love, though, that everything you're saying, it's not this forced willpower, grit your teeth together and make it happen. It's a natural byproduct of 
of speaking all these wonderful things about yourself, believing that they're going to manifest, and then the God particle, what you were just talking about, it goes to work. The substance of things that you're hoping for is the evidence of things not yet seen. And the manifestation of that thing that you are speaking and believing for will show up Mm -hmm. and it starts to become you. It will transform you from the inside out. Your desires change. And with those change of desires, you're going to find yourself all of a sudden not wanting to be around certain people that are not healthy, that aren't good for you. And that's going to be the biggest challenge for a lot of people is that you're going to have to check a lot of your friendships. You know, um, Mm. people tend to gravitate toward others that are doing the same kind of bad things. And so as your desires change, so will the people in your life. That's so good. That's a great misery loves company and, but happiness does too. And happy does. Yeah. So find your tribe and find the people that have the same, you know, no one's perfect. None of us have perfected any of this, but there's absolutely a type of people out there that's, um, that are trying, that are striving to, to put a demand on their peace and that joy and that happiness every day. Yeah. You know, if you want to put some kinetic belief behind this and by kinetic, I mean some real action to it. And there are a lot of people listening to this that have done just that. Mm -hmm. I want to put some kinetic belief behind that law of attraction. Then what you do is you go ahead and you write down your affirmations when you're talking about how do you love yourself, love your physical body, love the way that you think about things, love that um, the, the creative giftings that you have, and unconditionally love yourself. Not Don't put conditions on it, but write all those affirmations out. And then as you review those and you speak them out loud, take stock of who, what kind of relationships you have in your life. And if you've got someone in your life right now that would not be in total agreement with every one of those affirmations, kinetic belief says, go ahead and take care of it. Yeah. Let them know you love them. Cut them loose. And cut them loose. It's for your own. That's self-love. That's, you're loving yourself. You're not loving yourself if you allow and permit that in your life. You are loving yourself if you don't. And this is unconditional love towards self. Wow. And that's where it all begins. You've said many times you cannot love anyone else properly if you're not starting with yourself. That's correct. It always begins with self. If you can love yourself unconditionally, then you learn to love others others unconditionally. As long as love has conditions on it, it's not love. <laughs> and it will never it will never be part of your happiness. It'll yeah. never be part of your joy. Yeah, it's just unfulfilled expectations. That's right. <laughs> at that and point. you want to manage your expectations, <laughs> wah, right? Wah. <laughs> Disappointed. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> That is so true. Yeah. And, but find those, uh, you know, then fall into those giftings and mm-hmm. practice being creative. Something that you just said, and and um, I've done this per your advice in past years, um, is writing it down. There's so much power in writing something down, sticking it on your mirror, your refrigerator, and then every time you see it in your car, on your dashboard, every time you see it, saying it out loud. Um, because I do think life, life is busy, right? I mean, we're all just slammed. It's faster than it's ever been. We're running nonstop. And I think those visual cues that you push and that I know that you, you know, if you don't feel like writing your own affirmations out, 
Um, I think you sell some on your website that you can just order and mm-hmm. stick them yeah, up there yourself. Are many tools, lots of tools, and I do recommend that uh, you always uh, equip yourself to be able to maintain these ideas and yeah. thoughts as you and, as you have them. But you know, when you're running through life and you're being reactive, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're a victim. You're a victim to circumstances and yeah. the expectations of others. So you have to practice being present. You have to practice unplugging and saying, "Wait a minute." You know, um, I'm not good to anybody if I'm not good to myself. Yes. I can't love anyone if I don't love myself first. And so take time for self. The rest of it doesn't matter unless you put self first. And then you can then you can be a service and a gift to those around you. And, And from that direction, it's a selfless act. Because you're doing it so that you can serve others, so that you can make the world a more beautiful, loving, creative place. That's where that's coming from. It's not just so you can feel good. I mean, you want to expand it. Right. That's right. Yeah, I love that. And so being mindful of these things then puts pressure on them to show up in your life. And by it showing up in your life, then you are, you know, living a happy life. You're the one that's in control of your life. But it does require that you purpose in these things and you disconnect from all negativity. I cannot stress that enough. This world is going in two directions Mm -hmm. and you and I have a choice to believe one and to uh, cut the other one loose. If it's negative, have nothing to do with it. Again, you are deceived. If you think that you're somebody that knows better so I can hang out with them because I know what they're doing is wrong. You might know what they're doing is wrong, but you're still internalizing the dialogue you're still listening to the gossip. Yeah. You're still watching and participating in the backstabbing. And you're talking to people on the phone you shouldn't have conversations with. Mm-hmm. You're, you're receiving the negative texts. I'm always more surprised by the person that's on the other end of a phone where somebody is yelling <laughs> than the person that's doing the yelling. You're, you're thinking, why have they not hung Are up Are you yet? kidding me? You mean there's somebody <laughs> listening to that? It affects you. Yes. It, it, will, it will get in there. It is a cancer to your peace. Uh, that unrest will cause disease, yeah. regardless of what you think about it, it. It affects you. So you've got to turn all that off. Don't read it. Don't watch it on television. Don't see the movie. If it's, don't look off to the side of the road if there's an accident. Don't participate visually in those negative things. So that all this positive energy begins to stir up your belief system, that substance of things hoped for then manifests itself into your life. It'll rearrange circumstances. It'll rearrange your home, rearrange your relationships. It'll rearrange your country, your neighborhood, wherever you are. It goes before you to receive you and gives you this buoyant place of peace and joy, which is an inalienable right that you have as a human being on this earth that has access to this God particle that's been strewn throughout the universe. It's there to serve you if you only have the knowledge to reach in there and and uh, manipulate these these buttons that we all have to uh, cause these things to come to pass in our lives. So to activate kinetic belief and happiness using the law of attraction, um, we are guarding against everything that we're receiving into our mind, in our hearts, our eyes. I mean, that includes TV shows, movies, what you're li- what you're listening to right now is helping you go in the happiness spectrum. Yes, yeah. 
So we're guarding against all that. Um, And then you mentioned the affirmations, making sure that we are writing things down, being aware, putting it before our eyes. You know, you could just have a vision board on how amazing you want to be. It doesn't even have to be for a house and a car. Maybe it's just all these um, ideas of the person that you want to become. And I would even say, and be the person that you are. Mm. Always, it's always in the, the present tense. Never something you want to aspire to. And that's true with with all the principles of the law of attraction and kinetic belief. It always says now, mm, I now have this. I am now at peace. I now have joy. All my relationships are edifying me, encouraging me, and celebrating me. And I'm doing that in all of my relationships. And you go throughout all of your your your, your uh, awareness of soul and mind and body. You you cover it all, and you do this with this is how it now is. And because it's that way, I am so grateful. I am so thankful that this is has come to pass in my life. And you're calling these things that perhaps be not as though they already were, as they, they already are in your life. And then the next thing you know, it's manifesting. And every time you turn around, that thing that you have already claimed to come to pass is showing up in your life and it's changing things. But you're already responding and reacting and going through your days as though it already is. You already have this. If you don't feel happy, act happy. If you don't feel joyous, <laughs> act joyous. Stop <laughs> acting the way that you feel, and uh, you will feel the way that you act. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till it comes true. <laughs> just make it and forget to fake it. <laughs> okay, do just it. do it. Create it and you know, become and, that. And I've heard you talk in the past about um, how we all live in the residual. Um, and can you expound on that a little bit? What that means that, you know, sure. what we're experiencing now. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's something we people do all the time. And then you can ask somebody, well, how are you doing? And they look around at their life right now and they say, well, things aren't too good. Well, what you're actually measuring is the way that things used to be. Because how whatever you used to believe, let's say it was a year ago, the life you were living a year ago is, has manifested and shown up into your life now. What you mm. see around you is a manifestation of what you used to believe and think. Mm. What wow. you believe and think today, if you are not, if, if you're not getting that information from what you see, but from what you believe, then what you see tomorrow will be evidence of the thing that you believe today. And that's why you call it done today. That's right. You say, I am, or this is. You speak in present tense. Always present tense. And you're always thankful for the thing that you're believing, not what you're seeing. Don't live by what you see. Don't live by what you feel. Don't live by what you hear. Only by what you believe and adhere to and rely on that as fact in your life. And this is a practice. This is a discipline. But it gets easier as time goes on. And then you become uh, one of the one percenters, an avatar of humanity. I love that. And you've equipped us so well today to achieve happiness and joy every single day and to maintain it. You know, I mean, when you break it down like that, it's it's not that it's easy, but it's doable. It is so doable. Work at it is so worth the cost of uh, investing in this just a little bit of time. And I'm here for for all the listeners. I'm your friend. I care about you. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. And I'll coach you. And together we'll get through this. We'll do this. In fact, uh, we're going to be leaving the States soon. We're headed over to Europe. We're going to be showing up in Sweden and in Ireland and in Scotland and all through Europe and meeting with a lot of our friends there. And we're going to have... 
just in a time of immersion and experiencing love for one another, encouraging and edifying and celebrating each other right on into victory. We're going to celebrate the law of attraction, what it can do for us, what it can do for mankind, for each other, relationships. It's going to be a party. Take the law of attraction and give it a kinetic kick in the butt and go on and live a (laughs) successful life. I love that. Um, Well, that sounds so exciting. And if anyone does want to find out more information about those events, they can check out your website and all the info necessary to attend will be there. Um, I have heard a rumor that you are working on a new album that's a, it's a meditative album and it's your original music. Um, I want to hear more about this. Well, yeah, it's, it's original, not a but it's, it's, it came through me and uh, through kinetic belief. You know, I'm, uh, uh, I don't like to say self-taught, but I, I'm self-taught if, if on the piano. And I started playing when I was four years old. I believed, you know, I, I was hearing the music coming out of the universe. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I started playing. And since then, I have been, I've been writing music all my life. It's amazing. And uh, letting it come through me in these melodies that already exist. And I hear them. And uh, through the practice of uh, working on dexterity, my little fingers grew to be able to, to play what I hear. And you're a world-class violinist. We play together. And so, yeah, this is some new new music that's uh, I'm, it's, it's coming through. I just wanted to do this for meditative purposes. Um, and I have found that to visualize my pr- perfect health. I haven't, I haven't had a cold, Meg, since 2001. This is 2019. Oh I have not I'm been jealous. sick. <laughs> I haven't had anything at all because I began wow. practicing kinetic belief for my health. Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing with the piano and music. This music exists. It's in the universe. It comes through me. And, and music has it. the most amazing ability to carry us into different places, spiritually and mentally. And so I think your music is just wonderful for um, taking that time to listen, to allow yourself to meditate on what you want out of life, the, your state of mind that you're in, in, in any capacity, whether it's your health, no question. money, and it, because... I find silent meditation very difficult. You know, about two seconds in, uh, I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. <laughs> so music, not so silent. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not so silent in there, in there. Um, but I just think music, especially your music, it's so deeply spiritual. It comes from a spiritual place, and I think it helps people to um, sort of be carried away by it into that meditative state. Uh, to, it's like no, a reset. No question, if it, and it does for me. That's what it does for me, and and I am literally carried away to another place. Mm. And and it's again, it's that substance yeah. in the universe that we all have access to, and uh, we hold on to that thought and that idea and meditate on it, and, yeah. and let the music carry us there. Well, thanks for taking us with you. You know what? Since <laughs> you brought it up, uh, just recorded a new song over the weekend okay. in which you, you're a part of. Yes. I, I wrote the, It's already it, done? And you're playing the violin. already have it uh, all finished up. Wow. And it's, it's called August quick. Moon. And why don't we share just a little bit of that with our yeah. our listeners okay. today. Yeah, the let's show them a clip. And um, if they enjoy it yeah. and have a nice experience with it, it's always available on the website per usual. And this has Perfect. been wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. And uh, see you again next week on the couch, right? Yeah, absolutely. Have a okay. happy, joy-filled week. You too, Meg. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.